time these days, isn't it? Elections getting closer and uh, uh, all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of the, fa- the, the fairly famous uh, artist Banksy, who does street art and um, what some people might call graffiti, but it's usually social commentary and it's art done on walls. And he's done, he's traveled around the world and done uh, work in, in cities in a variety of places. And uh, if it's the verified work of Banksy, they tend to leave it up but he very specifically has always treated um, uh, those who took his art down and tried to put it into, excuse me, into a museum or into uh, you know a private collection or something, as persona non grata. Um, and a gentleman basically went on an antique road show with a metal plate that had a piece of work that looked like a Banksy and was signed by Banksy, but Banksy refused to verify that it was his because the man took it off of the wall where it is in public and now wants to you know sell it at auction or something like that and so the uh, the folks at the antiques roadshow basically read him the riot act and said that's worth nothing Banksy won't won't uh, verify its authenticity and without it being authenticated um, it ain't a Banksy you know it's just somebody who did something that looks like a Banksy um, and uh, and you know as an artist on the website, he and he said, you know, the people that work with him, they have a page where they identify things that have been, been authenticated. So, like, they'll go on a trip and they'll put up some art, some of their favorite things that have done things on the wall that separate uh, Israel from Palestine. Um, they have, um, you know, done things in, in New York, and obviously a lot of things have done in London since I've really started. Um, he started, they started, and so he has a team of people that works with him that technically graffiti art is illegal in most places, right? You're defacing property by putting a bank stamp on it, even though you're probably increasing the value of the property by putting a bank stamp on it. Um, certainly increasing the, the number of people that will come by and look at it. Um, but anyway, he, he as, as a rule of thumb, has always said, you know, I put it in a place in public for people to see and just don't stop to talk about it. And if you take it down and put it somewhere else... Happy Monday. <laughs> ah, happy cold blowing Monday. It is they got the Santa Ana winds and that wind ripping has down a the trail. Yeah. <laughs> tis tis windy. Twas brillig. That's a day away. Yeah, tomorrow is right, his, his 80th, the big 8 Big 8 Maybe he can join us for a, a bit on the air? 
You know, I'll check with him. He and I will be doing our Generation Tech podcast today, so um, I will uh, ask him if he would like to maybe join us tomorrow. Uh, you, you're talking about now or during this time period or during the radio either show? Either way. Okay. Both. Either way or both. That doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Just to, to celebrate him and his life. And, you know, he was uh, an Air Force veteran and um, or is an Air Force veteran. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, you know, we could talk about that and all kinds of stuff. So okay, 80, sounds 80 like a plan. On this, 80 years on this earth is a milestone. A lot of people don't have the privilege to, to reach, and so um, I would love to talk to him about it. Sounds great. Uh, maybe we can talk about things that he remembers in his youth that uh, don't exist now, or we can you know, flip that and say, what are things that have you know, come about in your lifetime that you know, we take for granted today maybe, but you know, when you were a kid didn't exist at all, so... It'd be yeah. fun to do some compare and contrast between that. So, yeah, I'll talk with him and see if he wants to do it. Wonderful. Um, I think that might be fun. So, Good wait, call. last week, you mentioned that Apple TV had extended their, like, if you'd bought an Apple device, and they'd extended right. that period that you get yeah. it. So, I started watching. Apple um, TV Plus. Apple TV right. Plus. I started watching right. Apple TV Plus, and I've been, I picked up the morning show because I had started that series, and so I've been watching mm-hmm. the morning show. Um, that's an excellent show. Excellent it really series. is. It, it, it won some awards. It is excellent. Excellent, excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the people who don't know what that is, it's uh, Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston. They were the executive producers on the project. And mm-hmm. they're also, they, they, they played the two leading roles. But Steve Carell is in it. And uh, it's and a, just a wonderful ensemble cast. It's, it's fantastic. It's really a good show. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of Aaron Sorkin without the, the rapid fire dialogue mm-hmm. yeah it it uh was yeah it it very um kind of gritty is i guess the right way to uh to describe it billy crudup plays a, in a supporting role and he won the emmy award for best supporting actor yeah um, he on does an outstanding job yeah an his character is so job. hard it's really hard to read is this guy well, like he, like evil or is he you know it's just you have to watch it he's really it's good it is it really is Whew, it is windy i'm tra- i'm driving I- i'm glad you're in your shack out back because you're not getting whipped it is whoo <laughs> <laughs> <out here. laughs> getting buffeted it's getting buffeted and, there's and we're not talking jimmy <laughs> no no because that would be a good thing <laughs> yeah getting jimmy buffeted would be excellent Yeah, yeah. Now there's people who are way over the top on that area, but uh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the um, I, 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 it's not your kind of show because it's kind of sci-fi, futuristic. Thing. But C is also very interesting from them um, on Apple TV Plus, and it got lots and lots of um, uh, air. But I watched a couple episodes and kept thinking. Well, maybe if I just watch a little more, it'll get good. I did not like at all Dickinson, but it got lots of really wave reviews, so that might be right up your alley. What is it's that basically, about? It's, it's a half-hour comedy show sort of about a fictionalized uh, young Emily Dickinson growing up. Oh. And it's okay. got 
it got rave reviews and apparently at one point in time was the most watched show on the on apple tv plus but yeah i i it's not i'm not the target audience i guess because i think i watched i think i went into about four full episodes i watched and just you know i'm i'm each time i'm watching i'm going like i don't get this this doesn't work for me Maybe it's you know maybe because you're male. Maybe because I don't know. Are you a fan of Emily Dickinson? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, not <laughs> not not overly not not you know no pro or con. I'm I'm basically totally in the agnostic. middle. It's like okay, yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, the uh, the show stars uh, Haley Steinfeld as the Dickinson character. And, uh, and, you know, I've liked the work that she's done. And I thought, okay, well, this might be cool. And I watched it and was like, eh, all right. <laughs> you know, and supposedly it's, it's uh, I guess the thing is, is it's, it's kind of billed as a, um, a comedy. And I sat through the whole thing going, if there's jokes here, I'm not getting them. Gotcha. And maybe so that was, was a, a my drama thing. Then? I mean, did you think it was? It seemed more like a drama that was dealing with stuff that I didn't care about. I mean, it was basically following the life of this young girl, woman, you know, and her living with her parents and, you know, in set in, you know, what was it? Emily Dixon was like the late 1800s. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, and I'm like, eh, okay. <laughs> They're in Amherst, Massachusetts, yeah. Yeah, this, the, the summary of, of episode one. In 19th century Amherst, Massachusetts, a young Emily Dickinson is tired of his family's attempts to find her as suitor. The latest is a friend of hers, George, who agrees to publish one of Emily's poems. Emily then finds out that her brother Austin proposed to her best friend Sue. Austin tells his parents his plans to move himself and Sue to Detroit. However, his dad wants him to remain in Amherst. And I'm Amherst. And, I'm, and, the, and it goes on like that. And I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and I guess it was I, I, I couldn't, you know. Again, I only went in four episodes, but you know, when you're watching something like that and you don't feel like you're connecting to or care about any of the characters, then it's like, why am I watching this? And that was the problem. Right. I didn't feel any connection to anything there. Now, other people may have. I'm clearly. I mean, I've, I've read reviews. People loved this thing. So, if you know, the people were making connection and felt great about it. It just wasn't me. You know, women have a, have a need to watch characters that they get emotionally invested in, right? I, mean, I don't know mm -hmm. if guys do that the same way, but women definitely do. Yeah. And I, we watch these soap operas, whether they're at night like Grey's Anatomy or during the day like General Hospital. Um, you know, women watch these shows worldwide, the telenovelas in the Spanish-speaking world, and there's mm -hmm. these shows in the U.K. as well. And, and I'm guessing that this is, that follows that falls into that genre. Yeah. Yeah, one of the critics called it audacious and aspirational. Dickinson's bold blend of period drama and millennial milieu definitely won't be for all, but for those looking to break free from the doldrums of viewing li th uh, of their viewing life may find some hope in this singular vision. And I'm like, eh, okay. Wow. <laughs> you know, 74% uh, approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes, so... But okay. they they very quickly admitted it may not be for everyone, and that was yeah yeah I'm not one I'm one of those it's not for, but but you may want to check it out. So maybe I will after I'm done with uh, I'm almost through the first season of the um, uh, morning show, and I think there is only one season. Yes, 
There's one season of everything so far. Thus far, they have not gotten to a, a second season or anything, but uh, The Morning Show and Dickinson have both been picked up for second seasons. Uh, and so, and you know. I have that, to say, I'm not really a Jennifer Aniston fan. Um, and so, you know, I have, and maybe she's been typecast into these, these rom-coms, and I'm, I'm generally not a fan of cutesy rom-coms. Mm-hmm. My daughter loves them, but I, I, I don't, it's not that I, I like shows with strong female leads. It's funny. You were the second or third woman that I've heard said they're not really a fan of Jennifer Aniston. So I don't know what it is about her, but apparently she doesn't appeal to women. <laughs> yeah, I, I well, I'm not into the the kind of vapid character she plays in in rom coms. But yeah. uh, on this show, she's not. She's anything but vapid. She oh plays yeah. A very strong character and does a good job with it. Yeah, she does definitely. Yeah, they've got it. You know, if you're looking at the Apple TV Plus stuff, um, another one that's good. We talked about the morning show. We talked about uh, Dickinson. Um, For All Mankind is an alternate history. What if the Russians got to the moon before us and were basically technically ahead of us? And how would we react to that? And so it's set in the 1960s and it's us going to the moon. But but the Russians are already there. And, and, you know, the the Cold War continued on. Um, And that's an interesting interesting take i enjoyed that a lot um truth be told i think we've talked about this before that is phenomenal that's the um the the woman who has a podcast about uh true life or true crime and octavia spencer is the uh the the star and the first the first season aaron paul was the guy that had been convicted and she helped in his conviction because of her podcast and then found out more evidence and, and then tried to get him, you know, to prove that he was not uh, the killer. And, and there's a lot of twists and turns. It just, that was amazing. And the second season, um, she's being joined by um, uh, she, Goldie Hawn's daughter. What's her name? Um, Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. Yeah, that was just announced. Remember this last week we talked about that. Um, so Kate Hudson will be in the second season of Truth Be Told. That was really good. Yeah. So, and they picked up, they also picked up uh, Amazing Stories, the old um, uh, Steven Spielberg series, and created some new shows of that. I thought those were okay, nothing special. Uh, I was actually a little disappointed with those, but uh, apparently Servant is quite good, too. That's an M. Night Shyamalan series that's on uh, Apple TV+. Plus. I have not watched that. I don't go out of my way to watch. Yeah, I don't go out of my way to watch things that are are overly scary regularly, <laughs> and it's um, it's definitely. I, go ahead. I was just gonna say that I, I started watching, rewatching the haunt the haunting of Hill House this weekend. Oh yeah. And, and it is, it is quite scary. <laughs> it was, I, I when I was a kid I watched there was uh, which version are you watching? I because I, I watched Bly Manor, so the haunting of Hill House is the first one. Um, and uh-huh. I, it's been a while since I watched it, and I enjoyed Bly Manor, so I'm watching okay. Hill House again. And there was a lot of things I had I didn't remember. There was an old black and white movie, The Haunting of Hill House, telling of that same uh, a telling of that story with Roddy McDowell, and it was a black and white film. Oh, I didn't know that. It was the scariest film I have ever watched in my life. When I was I don't know uh, tween something, I watched that and. And it basically turned me off to watching scary stuff because it scared the living daylights out of me. And this 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 haunted house was horrifying. Uh, 
And anyway, this M. Night Shyamalan series has gotten a lot of good things about it, too. There's 10 episodes on that. It's supposed to be a psychological uh, thriller. Uh, uh, Young couple has their first child. They have a nanny basically move in, and she's the servant. And uh, and that's sort of the plot set up, and then they go from there. Um, Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet is a is a comedy on Apple TV Plus that's about uh, a company that makes uh, video games. It's very funny, laugh out loud funny, and uh, and I think Ted Lasso is one I was telling uh, your husband about that is really really funny and it's super sweet too. Um, uh, that one's a fairly new one. Ted Lasso is great, and that is Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, I really like him in a lot of different things. I've watched a couple different things that he's done. I like the his take on things, and obviously, you know, he has some say in the role. He doesn't pick, you know, he doesn't create the role, but he he decides which ones he takes, and he's he's made some good choices there. I think. Um, I will give you one last thing that I think is a good show on on Apple TV, and that's a it's actually a um, uh, kind of a drama drama dramedy documentary anthology type thing they are anthologies so you can watch each episode they are standalone episodes they're 30 minutes long and it's called little america and it's all about people's different perspectives on life in america and yeah they're stories by told by immigrants they're people who you know sometimes there's stories told by uh people who've been here a long time and it's part of what what it's what you know kind of like what does it mean to be american and 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 stories about how you know the crazy things we do and the, you know that you know you, you do like you know shrug your shoulders and go eh, only in america could something like that happen you know and it's it's they're good stories they're well told and it's it's really enjoyable so i just learned um that uh so the great pumpkin charlie brown is not airing on regular broadcast television this year mm. and it is on apple apple tv plus uh yeah they, they have, have a the deal with uh with the I don't know who's the production company behind the Charlie Brown stuff, but yeah, I didn't know that so, was there. Yeah. But yeah, well, I just opened up my app and it is there. It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. Sweet. Like, oh, great, because you know it's a tradition for you know for fifty-five years that people would watch this on you know around ha- uh, Halloween. Yeah, so, absolutely. It's on yeah, Apple I mean, it's, that's good. Well, that's good to know if you want to you want to play it with your kids because they have a series called Snoopy in Space that they do with. Uh, they have Fraggle Rock. Really? Yeah. I wonder if that's so through the same production group. I don't know. I don't know, but they have Fraggle Rock. Um, uh, the puppets and everything? Puppets and everything. Huh. They're back. Fraggle They're Rock. Back. That's funny. Flashback. Well, you I know, so. they... The one thing you know I have found about, uh, in fact, I'm looking at a list here of all the stuff that they have, and there's actually more stuff than I thought about, than I realized. But um, you know, they just started their own streaming show or, or network, basically, and and there wasn't a ton of stuff there, but almost everything there was really high quality. They were they were picking good things um, on Apple TV Plus. I mean. You know, I went through a list of things, and one of those things didn't work for me, Dickinson. And there were a couple that I haven't watched yet. But the, every single one that I watched, I have recommended because they were good. 
you know, they were really good. I mean, I thought For All Mankind was great. C, which is a fictional future science fiction thing where people have all gone blind, is cool, um, different. Um, you know, truth be told, the the legal drama is is amazing. Um, uh, there's some just really good stuff out there. Ted Lasso and Mythic Quest. You know, if you want to laugh, those are just great shows. Um, Little America, touching and funny, really well done. So, you know, they they seem to be doing. There's there's some good stuff there, and you and know, they have you know. <laughs> Well, when they're going to, well, I was going to say, when, they, when you know, we've, they've extended the free period. At some point, we're going to have to start paying for this. And so if you don't have good stuff there, you know, nobody's going to pay. Well, yeah. And, you know, we've talked about Hulu. We've talked about Netflix. We've talked about Amazon Prime and kind of what they have. And I really hadn't paid much attention to Apple TV, to be perfectly honest with you. And, yeah. It's um, been under the radar. That, I thought, well, I'm going to go check it out. And yeah. I'm really glad that I did. Under the yeah, radar. Yeah, it has been under the radar. They did buy uh, a few feature films too, um, and I have watched one of them so far. They uh, 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 Hala. It's a um, uh, it was screened at Sundance, and then I, I think they were originally going to put it in theaters, but you know, no theaters, and so they bought that one. Uh, additionally, The Banker, which is a story about um, uh, a couple African Americans starting up a banking system for African American people because you know uh, there was a time when they couldn't go to the bank and get a loan, and so they made their own bank. Um, uh, Greyhound is a Tom Hanks story about World War II and moving ships, ships moving goods across the Atlantic, while the uh, German army was you know prowling the Atlantic with submarines. And then, uh, and the most recent one is On the Rocks, and that's a um, uh, uh, Sofia Coppola directed film with Bill Murray and Rashida Jones in it. And so, um, I'm actually looking forward to seeing that one. I haven't seen that one, um, but they've spent they've uh, made the news for how much money they've they've spent outbidding the likes of HBO and Netflix to get a couple of these really you know good movies as well. And so, you know, there's good stuff to watch there. Awesome. Awesome, mm -hmm. awesome. I mean, since we're all locked in, I am still doing my um, my walking for my mm -hmm. uh, homecoming hustle. And right. I know I've talked about it, but I want to give an update. I'm uh, doing another quadzilla, raising money for uh, high schools here in our local area in the San Bernardino City Unified School District and for the Making Hope Happen Foundation and, uh, you know, I have to do two miles a day by the uh, uh, between now and the 15th of November to be able to hit my 50-mile mark, which two miles a day, I think I can do that. Um, you, know, I'm ex yeah. you know, I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, that's basically the pace we had done um, when we were doing it before. And, uh, you know, you just try not to get too far behind, right? Because <laughs> then suddenly you go like, oh, two, two miles yes. is now four, and now four is now six. And it's like, that's a lot to walk in a day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, you know, my feet were covered in blisters because I'd been walking like, you know, because I had really put it all off until the end. And, yeah. But I wanted to finish. I didn't want to say, I didn't want to, you know, fake it. And I didn't want to not finish. So I finished. Right. Well, that's impressive. And, you know, and you did. You finished it. So that, that's what's awesome about it. You know, and then there's those those uh, boogers out there, like my brother, your husband, who go out and on the first day do a half marathon. <laughs> and you're like, uh-huh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> 
Yeah. And uh, like one weekend he did the he did a 5K and a full marathon, and the next weekend he did a half marathon and a 10K. Yeah. And uh, it was like okay, and but your wife also worked walked like 70 something miles. Oh, she she was nuts. She the competitive side in her came out, and she was like, well, I she, what you know what it was? It was the app. It was the app because she could look at the app and she could see the leaderboard, and she wanted her name on that leaderboard. She didn't care if she was in first place, but her name had to be on the leaderboard. And <laughs> and so, by golly, and it was the leaderboard just for our group, so it was mostly family members and stuff, you know, and a few friends. Um, but so she fun. she just wanted her name on that leaderboard because well, and you know what? Because her daughters were both doing it too, so she knew they were looking at it. She wanted them to see that she was out there doing good. And, by golly, she she walked. I mean, she walked me into the dirt. We started out the first few days walking together, and I think you know a week into it, I was like, um, "Yeah, I'm not keeping up with you." She'd get up and walk two or three miles before I was even out of bed, and she's up walking in the dark. So, but also in the summer, that's when it's coolest. So that you know, there was yes. some some wisdom to that. You know, I know Tobin does that when he's run, running; he gets up early and goes out before it gets too hot because we do live in a desert. <laughs> or, or in the case case of now, right? You want to get up and run before the wind blows you back every for three, three feet, every two feet you move forward. <laughs> you'd be, you're basically yeah. moonwalking, right? You're running into the wind yeah. and being pushed backwards, <laughs> and it's like, wow, that guy can moonwalk while he runs. That's pretty tricky. <laughs> Imagine if you live out by Cal State, right? That's what it's going to be like out there. Cal State San Bernardino oh, is right gosh, there at the bottom yes. of the pass where the wind gusts through it, you know, eighty miles an hour. <laughs> weather right we get the when i say weather we get a fire season we get uh you know uh these horrible winds which add to the fire season my hope is um we had moisture in the air we didn't have rain it was kind of just heavy sprinkles um uh yesterday and so mm -hmm. i'm hoping that, that that helped things not be quite so dry um you know because it's been a dry it's been a dry summer so we haven't we have really haven't had any rain so, you know, I, I, yeah. I worry about fire because the, the high winds tend to bring out arsonists. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope that that doesn't happen because we've got enough, enough stuff going on and we've had enough fires that we really could, you know, do without more fires right now. Yep. We really, really could. It's just we, we, really, we don't need really it. Could. We don't need anything else burning. And, yeah, it's just, yeah, everybody take a break, please. Go home, so, watch some Apple TV+. Plus. Do you have you heard about you know Mike Pence's staff being tested positive? You know they've tested positive for COVID. I had heard something. I have been a little distracted the last couple of days and haven't watched news quite as closely as I had previously. So, uh, do you have some details? Well, it's just that he he is not slowing down, and especially they're going to be voting on Amy Coney Barrett today. It's gonna it's going to hit the full Senate and. Uh, whether they take the vote today or tomorrow, you know, she is being put forward. And um, uh, they, the Democrats, of course, don't want Mike Pence to be there when the vote is taken. So the vice president has the ability to, to cast um, a, uh, a tie-breaking yeah. vote. Yeah, they're the president Senate. of the Senate, right? The vice president yes, is, is president of the Senate. Yes. Yeah. And so um, he has that capacity. And, of course, the Democrats don't want him to be there because it's going to be a tight vote, right? So none of the Democrats are going to vote for her. Um, it looks like all but one of the Republicans is going to vote for her. So 
they may not need Mike Pence, but if anybody else breaks one way or the other, they might. Mm-hmm. So, um, and he is saying, well, I haven't tested positive, so I'm going to be out and about. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, there's something to be said there, you know. I mean, if he hasn't tested positive, we're not we're not in a position in the country where we're going to say, you know, because you were around somebody who tested positive, you know, that we're going to lock everybody down. I mean, you know, I understand both sides of that. You know, I don't want to put people at risk. Let's face it, our Senate is filled with a bunch of elderly people who are high risk, uh, you know, but uh, by the same token, I can't imagine that, you know, the president and the vice president are probably the most tested people on the planet. They've got to be, yeah. you know, them and maybe the uh, guys playing in, you know, professional sports because they seem to get tested every day. How they right. get tested so quickly and get results so fast is beyond me. You know, you said you had taken a test a while back and it took you like, what, a day and a half or two days to get your results? It's 30 hours. 30 hours. So I, yes. I got tested last Sunday and did not get my results. And I, by the way, was negative. Didn't get results until uh, Friday morning. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So now you they were did. Tested in Riverside County, I was tested in San Bernardino mm-hmm. County. Right, and I got now. I did get a notice three days, seventy-two hours after, because they do say that it would take one to three days. At the three-day mark, I got an email from them saying, "Testing is backlogged. You're still in process. You will get an e- email from us once we have your results." So at least they were being productive in terms of telling us that you know don't panic it's, it's just taking longer we haven't lost it we're not you know there's no bad news or anything coming you know we just don't know you know there might be good news might be bad news but but right now we have no news it's just we don't know right. it's taking us longer to process this so but friday morning i finally got uh notification saying you tested negative and i was like you know that took five days that was very nerve-wracking yeah i bet you know i bet I mean, not that I was, like, having raging symptoms or anything, you know, but... No, but you just start thinking about it. So when I yeah. went to get tested, I actually had a cold, mm-hmm. and my rational brain is saying, I, I have asthma. If I had COVID, it would be in my lungs. I would be having right. a hard time breathing. But but the but the nervous part of me, you know, the anxious part of me said, oh, my God, it could be COVID. And so, you know, I'm having this mental gymnastics yeah. between, excuse me, fear and rationality. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, so I get it. I, I did exactly the same thing, you know. I, I had felt a little tired and a little achy one uh, for a couple of days, and then I had a bad headache for a couple of days, and I thought, well, I get headaches anyway because of a car accident that I was in, and I thought, well, you know, rational mind was saying, well, it's probably just a headache related to that and not related to the fact. And, you know, you were tired and achy, but, you know, maybe it was just because, you know, you'd been doing some yard work and you were tired and weren't sleeping well, you know. Was, <laughs> there's lots of ways to explain it. But I thought, you know what the heck, I'm going to go get the test. So I went and got the test on Sunday and then sat around for five days thinking, well, shoot, they tell you you're not supposed to go out and do anything. It's like we need groceries and i got to put gas in the car, but I'm not supposed to go out and do anything until I know, you know. And so, you know, five days before I know it was kind of irritating and, and like you said, a little, little anxiety. Totally. Yeah. So the bottom line is, hey, Riverside County, get your act together and get these things processed. You know, but may, maybe they're running behind, though, because there's so many people who are, are getting tested, which is a good thing to kind of find out where we're really at, you know. Yeah, and, and everybody needs to go, especially in, in California, which I think we might have some of the strictest rules in the country. Several other states mm-hmm. are open, and, um, you know, at least 
you know, in Air, when Tobin and I went to Arizona recently, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they have you you have dining in in restaurants. You have to wear a mask and all of that, but it's it's um, obviously when you're eating, you're not wearing a mask, despite what Governor Newsom says you should do. Um, but uh, you know, California <laughs> yeah. is still really locked down. What you need to do is only eat liquid meals. You poke one hole through your mask and insert a straw and suck everything through. And then when you're done, block the hole with your tongue as you walk out. <laughs> I don't think that'll do anything, Todd. No, you. but it sounds fun to put together like weird weird rules, right? <laughs> yeah. We were talking about my dad earlier. You know, we've got family in North Carolina, and they're pretty locked down. They, uh, they're they one of the states that they have a, a Democratic governor, but they've got a Republican. Uh, they're the, like the flip of, the, of California, sort of, you know. Um, uh, well, right now California is all Democrat, but uh, they have a Democratic, they have a Democratic governor, and they have a Republican um, uh, legislature in North Carolina. And as a state, they sit almost exactly fifty-fifty. So it'll be interesting to see which way they they end up going in this next election. But uh, but they've actually had some problems. You know, it's flared back up, and so they've cinched things down pretty tight. Um, basically, anybody who has outdoor seating, you know. Uh, picnic tables and stuff outdoors you can do that but um, you know they're a little further north than we are and so uh, you know it's starting to starting autumn is starting and you know it's cooler evenings and stuff so I'm not sure how much longer people are going to be able to sit outside in the evenings at at restaurants you know midday is not bad I suppose but uh, I don't know about you I'm not a fan of you know brushing the snow off my plate before I yeah yeah. yeah. raining um you know they can put uh those heaters those outdoor heaters right and you, you can still be pretty comfortable because it's not going to be below freezing it's not even going to be close to freezing in most <laughs> cases so yeah. i mean w- uh, californians will be whining about it but it's probably in the 60s in the in the winter yeah i like <laughs> and, the 60s uh, yeah yeah but it, it won't be like 30 degrees and, and snowing <laughs> right yeah 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 we, d- we don't have the full range of seasons in southern california Although, you know, you live up north, you know, Susanville up in the mountains north of Sacramento, and, you know, they get snow, and they have months where the average temperature is in the 20s and 30s. So California, yeah, that's, that's the problem is, is people, you know, you say California, and people think of either San Francisco or Los Angeles. They don't really think about the fact that this state is, you know, basically runs from, like, Maine to Florida. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you live on the East Coast, you don't quite realize that California, and I say Maine to Florida, probably more like Washington, D.C. to Florida. And, and think about the difference in climate between Washington, D.C. And, and Florida and all of the, you know, the hills and the mountains and the beaches and the different climate zones that you have. That's California. We, we get pretty much all of that, you know, and then throw in desert for fun. They don't have any desert on this side of the country, but we've got a big chunk of desert, too. <laughs> Just ask anybody from San Bernardino, right? Yes. And not on this side of the country, on that side of the country. Yeah. 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 There's, there's no desert on the, on the east. I'm sorry, I was getting confused as of this and that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes, you were. <laughs> <laughs> this and that so, and that and this. Yes, I would like to be in North Carolina right now. It is, it is, I'm, I'm sure fall in North Carolina is absolutely beautiful. Um, I like North Carolina a lot. It's a beautiful state. Um, you know, yeah. I, I, I have friends who want to move to Asheville. Yeah. Um, and it, I've got daughters who want to move to Asheville. It's yeah. kind of, imagine like, um, not really jagged mountains like we have in California. It's not like the Sierra Nevadas, but kind of uh, 
high rolling hills and beautiful green trees and everything is green because it rains here year round on and off. So they don't really, you know, there's not like giant patch. You know, in California, things turn green the day after the rain and the next day it's all brown again. In, yeah, exactly. In, 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 you know, a lot of other places in the, on the, on the, in the country, it rains a little bit throughout the month. So things stay green and pretty and beautiful until winter comes and then they drop all their leaves. And then spring comes and they leave out, you know, everything fluffs out again. <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, they actually have all the seasons and it is very beautiful. It does mean that yeah. you then have to really have seasonal clothes and be ready to dress for it. But Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah, imagine you get you to know, wear sweaters. <laughs> that's, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. like I, I, would, I would like, you know, thinking about things to do in retirement. You know, mm-hmm. because we're both married to teachers, and so the teachers get a lot of vacation times, but there are mm-hmm. very specific times of the year. And so it's not like we can go trekking off to New England in, in November. Right. Um, but I would like to very much go to New England in, at the end of October, November, right about now. Wouldn't it be beautiful? Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, years yeah. ago when I was working for the newspapers, I went and did some training in Massachusetts. And while I was there, the news, you know, like we have surf reports and stuff on our news, they have the the uh, the color report. And what it is is it's where where is the tree line because it literally moves south over the series of several days where the changing leaves are. And so I, I on a weekend, I was there for two weeks and I got to stay over a weekend, took my rental car and went driving up to where the color was changing. And you could literally see it's like it's green, it's green, it's green, it's orange and yellow and purple. And I'm like, holy moly, you know, That's it awesome. was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. And, and, you know, and the next day that line was a couple miles further south. You know, it just kept moving south as the winter came in. It was beautiful. Absolutely That's beautiful. Called, that's called leaf peeping. Is that what it is? Leaf? I, I, I went leaf peeping. Cool. Yeah, that would be a fun thing to do some more. Yeah, you know, those are the kind of things in retirement you say that costs nothing but time. And and you exactly. know, once you get to a point in your life where you have some time, you hope you still have good health so that you can go do some of that kind of cool stuff. Um, and we've got family in North Carolina, so who knows? Maybe someday we'll retire out there. Although I'll have, to, I'll, awesome. I'll have to twist my wife's brother's arm. You know, they're down in Huntington Beach, and I think they're beach people for life. I don't know that I'm going to get them to go anywhere, in which case means my wife isn't going to go anywhere probably. So she's very close to her brother, and I can't see her. Yes. She she might surprise me, but I, I I do not anticipate her packing up and and heading out anywhere. Yep. So, but you never yep. know. Maybe if you guys say, "Hey, we're going," then I would twist her arm and say, "We need to go now too." We'd yes. See. Well, and that depends on grandchildren. You know, isn't that the truth of it? You know, I mean, <laughs> you you know, your kids are both in California. I've got one in Northern yes. California and one out in North Carolina. So you know. Um, Someday, my, mine aren't even married yet. Not that that's necessarily a prerequisite, but uh, I think it is for them, which which I'm good with. Um, and uh, you know, so y- you've got two married kids, so grandchildren might be in the cards sooner than than uh, sooner than later, at least compared to me. Yeah. But is yeah, like we started the show, right? That's that that determines a lot because when you become a grandparent, suddenly things become important. You want to be around those grandbabies. Yes, you do. So, yeah. Yes, you do. And with that, we are, we are out of time. We're actually over time a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we, we need to wrap it. We got a little bit of a late start today, but uh, uh, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Todd Brinker. I'm Aaron Brinker. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.